I, I, I have to admit, those thoughts that you have while taking a shit, Elon has those and makes a business out of them. Wait, <laughs> taking a shit or ship? Shit. Like when you're sitting on the toilet. Oh, okay. Like that, like, like his thoughts are worth billions compared to what the rest <laughs> of us think about. <laughs> The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 23. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about the last trailer for The Last Jedi, Elon Musk wants to show you the world, and damn, Kristen Bell is cute. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Yeah, I told you that last line, man. I, I couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> Kristen Bell, she's married. I don't, she's got a kid. Th- okay, so MILF, that's fine. <laughs> are you say, Are you mom-shaming Anton? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, I, I Not really. <laughs> Are you saying once a once a woman has a kid, she is no longer cute? Okay, I give you that. There you go. Ha. Oh man. All right. <laughs> Anyways, we got stuff to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, the last trailer for the Last Jedi. Let's get right into that. We were talking about this for the past couple of weeks, which is uh, Mark Hamill trying to troll everybody, but it turns out that troll is actually a real thing that he's trying to hint yeah he was actually being legit when he when he told them to or when he hinted at that twitter response yeah so that whole bears uh you know being being a fan of the bears is actually a real thing that they were hinting Mm -hmm. from the very beginning right but i i thought i guess it wasn't intentional but it turns out that later on it's intentional well, it could have just been a coincidence that it was the Bears game, or maybe. Yeah, or I maybe... think it was a coincidence at the very beginning, just you know, making a, a a joke about it. Well, because last was it last year for um, Rogue One, or was it the year before for Force Awakens when they did the Monday Night Football trailer? They I, did I, I guess that's what it was. They did it for one too, but it it, it kind of has to be Monday Night Football because. That's the the game that ESPN has the exclusive rights to air, and ESPN is owned by Disney. Yep, that's the only way to get free pub. Well, not really free, because actually, well, synergy do- as as they say in business, synergy. Y- yeah, and I <laughs> and I interlock my fingers as I said that, even though this is not a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. 
strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die. so we got to see the trailer it looks so cool there's so many scenes that we really really enjoyed from this one uh the only thing i would have to say is that there's so many misdirections from this trailer yeah we know for sure that a lot of the stuff that we see is kind of trying to get us away from thinking what what's going to happen i I mean i I completely agree i really think a lot of these are just creative cuts the editor did a very good job of misdirection. Okay, well, what was your response to me right after the trailer came out? I was like, oh my god, that ending. Oh my god. I, I oh, what What's going to happen? Is believe, she going to go to the dark side? I believe your response was, "What a cl- that was such a cliffhanger. What a tease. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yep, my exact words. Alright, so let's go right to... Right, let's focus on, on key points of the trailer here. Okay, porgs. Love porgs. Yes. I, I, I don't they know really saw... care. That's all I care about. Porgs. Well, hold on. Are you, are you team porg or are you team crystal wolf? Hey, or... crystal wolf is kind of cool. I, I think it's more of a cat. You know, it reminds me of that damn Pokemon. Isn't there a Pokemon <laughs> that was like a, like a crystal version of a wolf or something like that? Yeah, I, I think this is probably a, a ripoff of Pokemon. I called it. It's, a, it's, like a ice, <laughs> it's an ice Jolteon. I yeah. kinda, actually, that kind of looks. <laughs> I just realized that yeah, does kind of look like Jolteon. Exactly. Okay, so no, but yeah, I don't know if you saw on Twitter. I was trying to start that the whole meme war with the with the porgs. Uh, actually, it's between a Jolteon and Vaporeon because it's a more of a blue color. Jolteon's more of like a, a lightning yellow. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I would say that this is like the the concept of what a Jolteon would look like in real life. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess, you know, porgs aren't going to be as important in the story, but, you know, it's kind of cool to see a new creature. And that's the fun thing about, you know, uh, Star Wars is they always introduce something new every single time so we get to see more aliens. Well, you know what? I'm I'm happy that it wasn't going to be an actual, um, like, a, a bigger creature, like an actual interactive alien. That that was my fear because I was scared they were gonna go the way of Jar Jar, 
Like, we, like it was like the Porg was cute, but he might have been annoying. Jar Jar Binks. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. It's, like, it's got a little mascot. It's like Chewie has a little friend now that uh, you know. Spoiler alert! But Han is no longer around. Or is he? Ah. Uh. Oh. <laughs> All right. So let's let's focus on the main theme of the trailer, which is that it's really focusing on Kylo and Rey. And it's very interesting because it, it seems like they're trying to figure out where their character really reside. Are they more of the light side or are they more of the dark side? And the trailer kind of gives like a little glimpse of everything, but mm-hmm. it has a voiceover of Snoke talking to Kylo at the very beginning, as it seems. But it kind of misdirects us to Ray, So it kind of makes it look like, you know, he's actually talking to Ray about joining forces. Okay, We so- thought it was uh, Kylo, but it could be Ray too. Yeah, pretty much. We know the lines are there. We just don't know who's involved in that conversation. See, here's the thing that I think is 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 probably something that is going to be addressed in the movie. And there's a lot of characters that wasn't being revealed in this uh this trailer. And I know that General Hux is going to play a very big role in this episode. And he wasn't being shown in anywhere in the trailer. Is he from Star Wars Rebels? No, General Hux is uh, from uh, the previous movie. Like he, he was the general. It's played by Lee. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the younger guy. The yeah. The the bratty one, the one that screwed up by letting Finn escape. <laughs> yes, that guy. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I didn't know his name. I he was such an annoying character. I didn't pay attention to him. No, but Dom, it's Dumhaw Gleason. Gleason. Yeah, love that guy. He's great. I I, I, I saw a, a recent movie with him in it, uh, American Made. He was amazing in it. So the movie you ever had a chance. The, the movie wasn't amazing, but he was amazing in it. No, it was actually pretty decent. I, I I was really surprised. I enjoyed that movie quite quite a bit. Okay, cool. There's several key points in the in the trailer. You know, it's Snoke talking to somebody, talking to him about like you're gonna you're gonna find your true self. Trying to like either it's gonna be him talking to Kylo. Pretty much tell him, you need to get your shit together. It's clear in the trailer that, that Kylo is still kind of like trying to trying to find himself. He's kind of uh, in the middle between of good and evil. Because of his power that he inherited, he can go both ways. Uh-huh. And So he's, for- the com- he's force yeah. curious? Yes. <laughs> force curious. Uh, you know, for him, it's hard to figure out what he really wants. Because he can... You know, go on with his uh, family and get the powers from the light side, but he can also go to the dark side like his grandfather. And he's he's kind of torn between of wanting wanting to have power and also caring for his family at the same time. Right, and it kind of shows like when he when he hesitates to pull the trigger on in his ship to push the button to launch missiles or whatever. Um, yeah. Or the other, the other side of this coin is that Snoke is actually talking to Ray, trying to convince her to join his side. Yeah, because it also she's the one that's trying to figure out what this whole thing that's inside of her, this power. She's curious. She wants to know what type of meaning it is to her. Right. Like she's she's and and I think. 
as far as everything, this is more of a teaser. I really think this is them trying to establish that this movie is going to maybe if even if they don't show Ray and Kylo joining team, like joining the same side or becoming partners or whatever, this is going to establish that Ray and Kylo are two sides of the same coin. Even though one is going to be good, one's going to be bad, they're both like lost souls essentially. Yeah, so that that brings me to why I think that General Hux, played by Dom Hawk Gleason, is the guy that that Snoke is talking to. But because in the last movie, there was a scene where he goes into that uh, big room, and he's talking to uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, mm-hmm. and he kind of got like you know uh, uh, a big pep talk on how poor of a job that he did controlling the stormtroopers so it's another get your shit together speech yeah i think that's probably what it is because you know these guys who play the generals usually play a very big part in the star wars series like we've seen it with uh uh, palpatine and Mm -hmm. we've seen it with forgot his name the one that's uh that took over in uh uh, grandmouth grandmouth tart oh oh uh general tarkin yes you know, these guys play a very big role. And it can't just be Kylo Ren, you know, uh, controlling the whole army. It's General Hux, you know. Okay, so is our official podcast guest going to be that the conversation is between Kylo and Ray saying that, like, they're pretty, much, they're pretty much making the connection that they're both trying to figure shit out. And Snoke is actually talking to... Um, what's his name? General Hux. General, General Hux. Hux. Yeah, see that—that's my uh, my skepticism for for this because I haven't heard about this in any other podcast, or I've—I don't think I've even seen I anybody either. talk about this. And I—that's why I think it's very important that you know this character is going to be there's going to be more depth for for him. And you're right. I, I, I mean, if that is the missing piece, because it is possible if they included general hux in the trailer it would have given away the connection yeah and, and you know I've, I've seen a lot of these uh interviews and in, in the previous uh uh year i think where they kind of do hint that you know general hux do does play a bigger character in the second episode and this was in the trailer but something we also have to consider every every second movie in the trilogy, somebody loses a hand. So who is it going to yes. be in this? Who's your guess at who's going to lose their hand in this movie? <laughs> uh, it could be hand or arm, but uh, I would have to say... Uh, I'm going to go with the Skywalker blood. So I'm going to say uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, it'd have to be something kind of darker, huh? Um, mm-hmm. Well, because... Okay, and I'm agreeing with you. I think it is going to be Kylo. And not, I don't know if it's going to be for the same reasons. Your, your logic is sound. I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, I, if you look at it, Anakin yeah. or, you know, Darth Vader lost yeah. his arm. Oh, and, uh, and also also Skywalker, yeah. uh, Luke Skywalker Luke. loses his arm. Well, and beyond that, I, 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 try to, I try to guess that it might have been, da- um, not Daisy, uh, Ray. But part of me was saying, I don't know if they're going to be willing to cut off the hand of a woman. Because she would be the first woman that like they chopped her her arm off. Okay, let's say it, it is a woman. 
Is it? Can it be uh, Captain Phasma? Ooh, that's right. She really didn't make an appearance in the trailer beyond like a quick glimpse, right? Yeah, quick glimpse between the fight with uh, John Boyega, um, Finn. Okay. Yeah, and it looks uh, in that scene, it looks like he's using um, that baton that uh, uh, TR eight R was uh, uh, fighting. Yeah, the yeah, like the force, not the force, the the power baton or whatever thing is. Yeah, the right, right baton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, our our official podcast guess it's either going to be Kylo, and second choice is going to be Captain Phasma. Yes. Because you, you, Captain Phasma is due for a major major fight in this in this uh, franchise. Yeah. She was. I think so. She her role was such a letdown in the first one, so the second one would have to establish her as a main character. So this is their chance to establish her that way. Exactly. So I think all of the characters that didn't really get to shine in the first one will get to shine a lot more in this episode because there are a lot of these characters that we still don't know the backgrounds to. And I think this episode and the next episode is probably going to, you know, lead up to all of that. I'm going to tell you this right now. This is going to be a setup movie. I, I guarantee you. People are gonna be walking into this movie the same way they walked out of um, you know, Empire Strikes Back because this movie, just in the trailer, you can tell this seems to mainly take place on two planets: Luke's water water planet and the planet Crate, where the, in the Force Awakens that they're trying to find the map to. See, I I I do agree with you that it's gonna be a setup movie. But I also think that, you know, there are going to be enough action sequences and some uh, storytelling that will compensate for the big cliffhanger. Okay, the, the fight scenes, I agree. I cannot wait to see those battles. Yes. Even though I'm, I'm sure the battles we saw were probably at the very beginning of the movie, or they're going to be in the very beginning of the movie, those, uh, I think, what do they call them? I think like ape walkers. Not even the ass. It's a different model of it. It's like ape, yeah, it's, it's a, a ape walker. A something. I think it's a at six or something like that. Yeah, at six something. You're right. Yeah, but it's like yeah, they're, they're called like gorilla walkers or something like that. Yeah, or ape they, because, or ape or something. Yeah, because uh, their legs uh, in the front are in the shape of uh, how a gorilla would walk, and if you look at the uh, if you pause the frame. In that scene, you can see that the at-ats are also in the scene too, but they're a lot smaller. So these new ones are a lot higher than the original. So and, the scale of it is insane. Yeah. And speaking of new new tech, they're going to see some new starships. Star Destroyers. Oh, yeah. Those look so cool. Uh, and well, Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, You're once, right. This One's the Dreadnought, and I forgot what the other one's called. It's a giant one. Uh, yeah. You remember how the Death Star is? Yeah. It's, uh, I think, yeah, let me see, 300 divided by 6. That's how big it is. 300, 300 divided by 6, so 50? 50 times bigger? If, yeah, 50 times bigger than the, the Star Destroyer. Ooh. So, okay. <laughs> are, are we going to call it now that the first, the, the beginning of this movie is going to start with, uh, similar to A New Hope, where, like, you, like the ship just keeps going? Yeah. But it's, uh, it's going to be insane. I, I think that's exactly what's going to well, uh, be opening up in the scene. 
Well, I think the the first scene is going to be you, the camera being underneath the Star Destroyer, like a, a New Hope. And then it's going to pan out and show you how big the Dreadnought is. Like, like oh, you thought this is bigger. Imagine, now look at this one. Yeah. See, I, I think that's a cool thing about uh, the first episode is we, we get to see that not only has it been a while since the first Death Star, but how much they advanced in building another Death Star, but more bigger. Well, because it does seem like this... This iteration of the, the New Order, it seems more organized. So it would make sense that they have better technology, better, like more more developments in their in their tech. Yeah, and they're actually using uh, more bodies in, in these uh, stormtroopers instead of using clones. So they're not robots anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's a big advancement there is, you know, using real uh, people operating. Something we have not mentioned about the trailer is... I've been seeing a lot of rumors circulating that that the movie can possibly end with uh like if, if that conversation between Ray and Kylo is like at the end of the movie, which I, I have a feeling that it is, I think that's where the movie's gonna leave us. It's going to be the introduction for the Grey Jedi. It's interesting because uh some people who have seen the trailer like a hundred times, mm-hmm. they said that those are two separate scenes. Yeah, the the lighting is a bit off. Because one scene you could see, uh, you know, um, you could see Kylo Ren with a bunch of flames in the background just uh, flickering. Yeah. And then you see the scene with Rey. It's just a perfect lighting that's uh, flickering, but very slowly. It's not like a, a crazy explosion fire going on. It's just a regular torch light, you know, trying to light the scene. Yeah, so I'm trying to see here. So... I'm I'm not exactly sure what place the Grey Jedi got into the Star Wars mythology, but essentially this this is the difference. So for the Sith, their main focus is they're they're powered by passion. They're they're just trying to gain strength. They're they're trying to get power. It's more like the the temptation of of the Force. Meanwhile, yeah. the Jedi are more peace, knowledge, serenity, harmony. The Grey Jedi is kind of like the in-between. They they see the benefits of this of the dark side, but they kind of like try to focus on the Jedi code. Yeah, so they're they're trying to benefit on the uh the good and evil side of it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the, you have to have both to have a balance. And it is kind of true because... We talked about this. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but we did have this conversation before. Yeah, we did have this conversation before. And this is interesting because if you look at the, the Actually, trailer, there is a, a an area where uh, you see Luke saying that um, he's seen this power before and it's frightening him. Oh, oh no. Uh, it didn't frighten him as much as it should have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, in that specific scene, if you look on the ground, you'll see a symbol. And that symbol is kind of like a yin and yang symbol. Mm-hmm. And I am guessing that this symbol is kind of like what you're saying, is that there is a gray line for a certain Jedi uh, to I, be in between. And I, I think this is probably it. Yeah, I, I really think. But I think that's how the movie's going to end. That's it's gonna introduce that, and that's where it's gonna end, because it 
even uh, in the trailer, it shows that Kylo has his helmet smashed. He smashes his own helmet. Yeah, and so maybe he, he's Rey rejecting is, something. Yeah, and maybe Ray is that gray area because she's probably not part of the Sky uh, Skywalker blood or any of any of any of uh, you know. It could be both. I mean, th- th- them them being confused souls could be them kind of bringing the great the great Jedi order to life. Yeah, but uh, you be. know, but you know what? I remembered where we had this conversation. It was after the summer movie draft. We had it with uh, Josias from the Comic Syndicate. Oh yes, uh, who, yeah, we were talking for probably like two, three hours. Yeah, just, just about a bunch of stuff, and uh, that's how this uh, podcast even came about. Yeah, so we, as he's like, dude, you you guys know your ish. You guys just start a podcast. Like, ah, thought about it, and now here we are, twenty three episodes yeah. later. Yep. <laughs> and I really don't know talking why about th- what we were talking about then. I really don't know why I made Josias's voice that deep right now. <laughs> like he does not talk <laughs> like that. No, he doesn't. My <laughs> <laughs> bad. Sorry, Josias, if you hear this. <laughs> that that seems like my go-to impression is I just deepen my voice and that's my impression. I'm, All right, I'm Mark Hamill. <laughs> I, I think uh, Mark Hamill has more of a raspy voice now. Uh, yeah, true. All right, so I mean, anything else you want to cover about the Last Jedi? I mean, we talked what fifteen minutes on a two-minute trailer. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot to cover in a little tiny trailer because there's so much to see. But uh, it, anyways, uh, I would like to continue with more Star Wars, actually. Uh, have you ever heard about this thing called The Void? Only in Destiny. <laughs> Other than Destiny, there is this thing called The Void VR. And it's something that's been around for... Um, uh, fair, it's still fairly new. Uh, the first experience that they've ever had is at Madame Tussauds in New York, and it is the Ghostbuster uh, hyper-reality experience. And you probably have seen this before where they build contraptions, like an actual maze that you go through that you can interact, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of like a, a escape room. But instead of an actual escape room, you're in virtual reality. Okay. And you're interacting with like elevators, and uh, you're shooting stuff, and that's what Wait, this is. This is this what I've been seeing? That like I've seen some pictures and videos of people with VR headsets, and they're kind of in a blank room, but with props. Yes, exactly. That's okay. basically what this experience is. So you know they kind of tested it with the the Ghostbusters uh, from the from the new the the new movies. Ooh. Yeah, so that's the experience that they had at uh, Madame Tussauds in New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, flashing forward till today, they are opening something at Downtown Disney in uh, California. And they're also opening something here at Disney Springs in Florida. And it is going to be the Star Wars hyper-reality. Oh, I wonder if that's why they're closing down... Uh, build a bear and that rc that rc store i think so because it is opening this december for uh orlando mm-hmm. uh i'm pretty sure that they're gonna do the same for uh downtown disney in uh, california too so this experience is called the star wars secrets of the empire mm-hmm. and you're gonna it's gonna be your mission to go through a team of four 
So you and your friends are going to be able to experience this. And this is brought to you by uh, IL ILM. They have a lab division where they're playing with uh, uh, virtual reality. And they're teaming up with The Void, which is these guys who make the maze and everything. They mm -hmm. basically build the whole contraption, the whole uh, maze and everything. So the funny thing is, <laughs> right when you were describing what it is, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. So it's like it's like a escape room meets Disney. And then you said, Disney's playing. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so yes. it's, it's so cool, dude. Uh, I, I, I'm really excited. I... I see that uh, you can actually buy tickets and reserve and everything right now. Yeah, I was going to say, it has to be by reservation, especially if it's like an escape room kind of thing. They're yeah. going to need to make an appointment. It's probably going to be like in what, half hour increments? Uh, probably, but yeah. uh, the first <clears throat> the first day that they're going to have it is on January 5th in uh, Anaheim, which is um, at Downtown Disney. That's, and then, uh, I guess partially. So I, I heard the news that like, that they were going to announce that Build-A-Bear, RC, I forget what they're called. It's like an RC store for yeah, yeah. cars. Um, uh, maker something. Yeah, something Maker. And there's like this hat store in between. I forget what it's called off the my, tip of my, top of my head. Uh, cha chapel Hats? Chapel Hats, yes. How do you know it better than I do? Or do they have one at Disney Springs? They have one at Disney Springs, too. Okay. So, yeah, they got the announcement like, oh, they're going to be closing down. But there was no announcement of why it was closing down. At first, they're like, "Oh, maybe Build a Bear isn't making a business," but they're like, "Nope, they're good. We're just have to, we're going to revitalize downtown Disney, and we need the space." So for the one here in Orlando, uh, they're having it in December, so uh, a month earlier than what you guys are gonna get. But um, uh, this is gonna be really very interesting, and I think it's it's thirty dollars a pop. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad for an experience that's uh, going to be like, you know, uh, half an hour. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be, you know Disney's going to do it right. I don't, it, if this is like an independent um, vendor or like company doing it by themselves, I would wait to see what the reviews were. But with Disney involved, I, I'd give it a shot. Yeah, and it's very interesting because you can see a lot of these escape rooms doing very well. Mm-hmm. You would think that, you know, they, they're not making any money. These guys are making loads of money because everybody is in for these type of experiences. And they can always update these things to make it, you know, more fresh and new every single time you come by. Because since I work in Irvine, there's a lot of office space. Mm -hmm. There's like a bunch of escape rooms in Irvine now. Before, you would only see them during like Halloween time or around, say, Walking Dead premieres. Mm-hmm. But now it's a year-round thing. They have like some really good themes. I, yeah, I can see why Disney wouldn't get involved in this. Yeah, and so, especially at being VR, it's going to be a really cost-effective way to change things up. Yep, I totally agree. So right. this, I don't think this is only going to be the 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 only experience. I think they're going to be doing some more stuff in the future too, because uh, the this type of um, attraction is so fresh and so new and it just seems like you can do so much uh, with uh, the experiences so they can always update it and add new content well it would line up nicely because right around the corner from the from where the void's going to be at downtown disney is going to be the new 
uh, I believe Bowling Alley. I, remember, I thought Splitsville. Were, Splitsville, yeah, yeah. They have that here at uh, Disney Springs. It's been here uh, since um, I think uh, four years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I think uh, they made lots of money. They got good sushi. They got amazing pizza, and also you know they got lanes so you can play and eat. Yeah, it's it's gonna be right next to that. So it seems like it'd be a very uh, a millennial area to be in. Yeah, it's gonna attract a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you know. Disney Springs and Disney uh, Downtown Disney needs. Well, which is probably why Disney changed their or Downtown Disney changed their parking policy. Yeah, there needs to be more parking. <laughs> there needs to be more. Well. Uh, they 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 got a little bit more lenient in a way like they they're giving people more time like an hour more but they increase the amount that you need to spend i think it's like $20 at least a $20 transaction for for you to get validated for 3 hours mm-hmm. or for 2 yeah. hours yeah that's good yeah i mean got to do what we got to do but you're right they need a freaking parking another parking structure just for downtown disney so anyways, uh, since we were talking about VR, there's also something that I want to talk about. And that was announced, uh, I think, yesterday or today uh, from uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. Suckness. He, yep. He announced the new Os- Oculus Go. Have you heard about this? Okay. Hold on. The, the Oculus Go just reminds me of Pokemon Go. So is that a more portable version of the Oculus? It is a more portable version of Oculus, okay. and uh, you can compare it to what they already have right now, which is the Oculus for you know Samsung. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference is this is a higher resolution. It is a two point five K screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a higher definition than what they currently have on the Rift, mm-hmm. and it is a higher resolution than. Uh, having the samsung of course Hmm. so uh the only comparable thing between this one and the rift is uh there's no motion tracking like you can't uh walk around the room uh where you know they can track you and stuff so it's more for you it's more for you to sit on your couch and control it yeah the controllers are going to be tracking um from the headset itself but uh, uh, in a 3D space, it's it doesn't have those uh, uh, those trackers to track where you're moving. Uh, I mean, I, I guess if they're going to try to streamline it, yeah, you're right. They do have to they do have to take out some of the some of the gear. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's uh, it looks very comfortable. They mm-hmm. got uh, a very good linen cl- uh, lining on it, so it's it fits nice and snugly. And if if I had to compare this with um, another type of VR, I think it's the exact same experience as what you get on the phone, the Samsung one, uh-huh. uh, but uh, just better screen and uh, it's more of a standalone. Okay, so you have an Oculus, right? Yeah, I have an Oculus Rift. How often do you use it and when's the last time you used it? See, I think they're updating stuff too slow. I mean, there's a lot of content for it right now, but uh, some of the contents are so 
similar to each other so you get kind of tired of it very quickly so it's like the early app days on iphone or google or or, uh, android yeah but you know the interesting thing is uh, it's very similar to the the developer um kit when they first announced it uh, announced it like some of the stuff that people were were developing yeah you know people are still doing the same thing but just you know it just looks nicer or a different skin or something yeah but some of the experiences is is really nice and it's really fun but i just wish that you know that someone would push the envelope and do something different well and i think that's the problem because right now it's it's probably smaller companies that are just trying to get their foot in the door not really push boundaries but they're just trying to make a quick buck you really don't have the bigger brands that have the power to hire, you know, writers, programmers to create something different and utilize the Oculus's full capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, it'll take time. I mean, how long did it take for like app phone or phone apps to start really getting creative? Uh, it really took them at least um, two to three years because it seems like mm-hmm. when, when they first started they didn't know what they were doing because not a lot of people got their hands onto the uh, apps on the iphone because the iphone was restricted uh, to th- their own apps for a while well not just that but it was people that couldn't get their their head out of handheld games like the, you, they were trying to find a place to put the buttons put the a b button put the directional pad yeah, and now you really don't use that. You use either the motion of the phone, you tap, you, it's or it does the motion for you. Yeah, so the Oculus Go does come with a controller. It, it's kind of similar to um, what they already have for the Rift uh, that you have to buy extra. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, the the touch controllers, and uh, Ooh, the only difference is the, um, the touch controllers. Yeah, they call it the touch controllers because it, it feels like you're actually touching stuff. Not that kind of stuff, but yeah. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. The TLC might have gotten into the whole app business now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so the Oculus Go remote is uh, kind of a crossover between a o- Oculus Touch controller okay. and also a, a Steam controller. Have you ever seen the Steam controllers? Yeah. You know how they they have that big um, uh, D pad where it's like a uh, you can customize it into any type of uh, button you want. You can make it into an analog stick. You can make it into an actual button. You put pressure on it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a your F key if you if you want to make a hot key for your controller. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. So, uh, I mean, if you're into just like the regular. A VR experience. I mm-hmm. think this is probably going to be for a lot of those people. This is a good beginner entry level uh, virtual headset. And I think the pricing is uh, very decent too. It's $199. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yeah. And they also uh, lowered their price for the Oculus Rift. So if you're interested in it, I think it's $399 now. I, I'm still not fully sold on. I mean, eventually I will gonna get. I'm still gonna get a VR headset eventually because it's that's where technology is heading. Yep. And uh, if you do get the Rift, I recommend waiting until they have a higher resolution screen because uh, I think it would uh, be the best experience to watch 
stuff uh, on 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 the big screen that is very clear. And, and right now, it's not there yet. And that and that's what I was gonna say too. Is if I was to get a VR headset, it would mainly be to get the theater experience at home. True. That that's what I would use. Not really for the games because there's not really any major games out right now. Yeah, and I'm excited for Ready Player One to kind of push people in that yeah that uh, that sense of you know oh that's cool I got to get you know a VR headset. That that better inspire a company or somebody or a company better come to oh, oh my god what's the name of uh the the writer of of Ready Player One tip my tongue oh Ernst Klein yeah Ernest Klein come to Ernest Klein saying hey we like to buy the rights to Ready Player One to create uh yeah uh, 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 Oasis pretty much uh, yeah uh, 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 marry the Oasis experience. See, the interesting thing is uh, Steven Spielberg is in on the project right now with developers trying to do something like that. So he's 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 actually a very busy guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know what type of things he's having in works right now with uh, that whole thing. Yep. Hopefully that will be the first the first movie based game to not suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, one more thing I want to talk about, which is, uh, um, you know, we can talk pretty quick about because, I mean, this is such a uh, short project that, you know, another one of Elon's ideas. Oh, you mean uh, Air Force, Air Force Musk? Air Force Musk. Uh, Yeah. That's what I want to talk about, where he's going to be flying uh, Trump uh, into hell. Well... (laughs) (laughs) i want to see like if you were to put trump in a rocket how long would it take him to realize he was going the opposite way of mars oh man (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's gonna be a very very interesting topic but uh that's not gonna be the topic we're gonna be talking about today uh we're gonna be talking about the earth to earth project there isn't a real name for it. It's just a video that uh, envisions what he has in mind. So basically, you can go anywhere in the world mm-hmm. in less than an hour. So you can go from New York to Hong Kong in 35 minutes. You can go from L.A. to China, Shanghai, mm-hmm. in 30-something minutes also. Yeah. Yeah, which it's it's such a smart idea, and I think this is also kind of what Virgin Galactic wanted to do, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Virgin Galactic kind of wanted to do something like that, but uh, they were more of having people experience the space feeling. Well, no, but I mean, like they their goal was yes to sell kind of the you know you you take off you go to low orbit to experience low gravity or not zero gravity and then come back down but the whole premise was like well why why can't you just land somewhere else yeah and this is what elon's doing because he's already has the reusable rockets is, is he going to use the the big effing rocket the b the br he's going to use the same technology for what he's currently using for spacex uh-huh. but he's gonna uh, basically make a uh a vehicle uh 
kind of similar to the dragon but more for a commercial uh bus type of feel so yeah. you're going to have more people that are going to be able to sit in the uh in that uh vehicle and you're going to be launch launching into space and then uh it's going to split up the bottom piece mm -hmm. going back to where uh, it's from and then the other half uh, which is the vehicle would go to its destination. Got it. So it's it's pretty much an airplane, but it's being taken up to the right altitude by the ro reasonable rocket. Yes. And then just dropped and the plane glides down to where it needs to go. Yeah, because uh, a rocket can bring you to speeds of, you know, sound. Beyond sound. So that way you can get to wherever you need to go in minutes. Well, okay. <clears throat> it's not it's the rocket taking beyond, space beyond sound. It's that a higher higher altitude or lower or low earth orbit, there's no wind resistance or less wind resistance, so you can go faster than you can at say three thousand feet. True. So, I mean, no more sonic booms. Funny little little conspiracy theory is NASA no, there's rumor that NASA or CIA already has a low orbit, uh, high high speed ship called the Aurora Project. So this mm. is so it, it would be similar technology. If that if the Aurora Project is true is real, then Elon should be able to do this. Yep, and right now you know realistically this idea is so insane. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. It's just in the early works, just like the boring project, yep. which is very boring. I, I, I have to admit, those thoughts that you have while taking a shit, Elon has those and makes a business out of them. Wait, <laughs> taking a shit or ship? Shit. Like when you're sitting on the toilet. Oh, okay. Like that, like, like his thoughts are worth billions compared to what the rest <laughs> of us think about. <laughs> it's like, hmm, wasting my time sitting on this... Uh, Little seat here. What can I come up with? Hey, that the was... shit I come up with here. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitty idea. <laughs> <laughs> My god, he has another shitty idea. Straight to yeah. straight to the bank. Yep. So, uh other than that, what else you got for us today about the streaming world of TV? So I checked out Jerry Seinfeld's stand up special. It, dude, that he is so undersold as a comedian. I I think like the the generation now has missed the Jerry Seinfeld experience. He is a very smart man. He is. So and, and, his jokes is always like you know super smart jokes. Well, okay, so if you talk to somebody born after say ninety five, all they know him as is okay. I know he used to have a show, and he does the. Like, you know, ask the rhetorical questions on the stage. What's the deal with blah, blah, blah? Well, you kind of thing. <laughs> but, that sounds like Jared Sanchez. Yeah, I hope so. Better than my, my Josiah impression. Uh, <laughs> I give you that. But yeah, like he, the special was funny because he touches on things. Typical Jerry Seinfeld. He touches about like real life, day-to-day -day things that we don't always notice. But mm -hmm. he also lets you into the mind of a comedian. At one point of the, of the special, he has all the notes 
from his early stand-up days to now just laid out on the street and you can see it as far back as the street can go just wow just pages like that pretty much the whole the whole blacktop is covered in a in a one sheet of paper that's crazy because and, you know he's 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 been around for a while mm-hmm. and he's kind of like you know just in, in a down low the only times he actually shows up is you know he he's either at parties or he's doing like a small show yeah you know? which i'm sure he does for fun because this guy freaking makes millions he, yeah he's set he, he can honestly disappear and he'd still be set but he does everything for fun yeah yeah so maybe he like he's like he's trying to explain saying like these are and anytime i have a i have a thought or an idea i write it down and i put it and he, he shows like a little accordion folder so i stick the paper in this folder and see if one day i you know find a use for it Mm-hmm. And that's why he has all the paper laid out. Um, the whole, the whole, the whole show is him explaining himself from start to finish, pretty much from the from the beginning of his stand career to the point where he got the show. Mm. And he does it at the place where he first started doing stand up, which makes sense. Which I never knew, but apparently the whole back background, like what you see on the show, like the brick background, mm-hmm. that is inspired by that location. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's, I never really noticed that. No, but it's funny because uh, he has some props on the stage, and he started uh-huh. going over like, "Oh, yeah, like this is all my like I I I decorated everything here on purpose." So it's like, anybody have any questions? And he goes, "Yeah, like what's what are those like bookends?" And he goes like, "Oh, this is it was the two bookends were one of it was a Superman bookend. On the right side, it was." his Kryptonian parents putting him into the pod or the spaceship. <laughs> uh-huh. And on the other side, it's him being picked out of the spaceship by the, his, uh, his parents in Kansas. Oh, so it kind of shows like, so oh. cool. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause the next person is like, Oh, okay. Like, are those your books or what books do you have in between? And he goes, Oh, those are just props. Come on, dude. It's a stage. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Oh, that's so that's mean. Funny. Like, yeah. We're like, I'm not gonna bring my real books here. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, it'd be cool to have something like that, like uh, in in your house, because you're a big Superman Superman fan. I and that those are creative, dude. I I really think those are like like I wouldn't I wouldn't just buy like Superman bookends, but those are creative because they're subtle, but they tell the story. Yeah, and it'd be interesting if you had like a whole collection of you know um uh of uh, Superman uh books all between them. Yeah, in in between them, that, oh, that'd be really cool. That would, be, I mean, I I would put my copy of the the Red Sun and Batman versus Superman in there. Yeah, that, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, so but, uh, you need to check it out, dude. I, I think you would appreciate it because you are a big comedian fan too. Yeah. So since you're talking about um, you know Jerry Seinfeld, who is a classic comedian, mm-hmm. tell us more about Ted Danson. Wow, that was a that was a rough transition. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? Better than what I would have done. So props to you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was. Oh, oh, you know what? I got one. I got a good transition. A good segue. Okay, okay. So after that special, that put me in a really good place. Speaking of a good place, <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, okay. Sure. How was how was that? One one to ten. How was that? Uh, it, it's it's good. 
Okay. A little rough? Yeah, a little rough, yeah. Okay. It's been smoother. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyways. Yeah, I checked out uh, Ted Danson's new show with Kristen Bell, The Good Place. Well, not new show. They, they, they just started their second season. Mm-hmm. It's... You know what? It's a fun show, but it's not really like a like a, a deep show. Like I say, like yeah. you'll you'll watch it to to just be entertained, but you don't have to really think much about it. See, the cool thing about the Good Place is that it's poking fun of heaven. Well, and <laughs> the stuff that comes out of it, 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 you can have so many weird ideas for a show, and it could work because it's. A place that we don't really know about, you know. Well, and and, and that's the thing. I, okay, so two things about the first episode that I fell in love with. First one is the they get around the whole heaven and hell thing by not calling it heaven and hell. Because <laughs> I was like, man, how like how do like religious groups not been offended or not like one group being pissed off at the other group, or whatever. And yeah, it's like, well, because Kristen Bell's like, oh, am I in heaven or am I in the other place? And he goes, well. What you know about heaven, heaven, and the other place—that's not really, really real. This is more the good place, and the down there is the bad place. Like the, pretty much, like they, they get away from the title of heaven and hell. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you guys take these guys. We'll, we'll take these guys over here. Yeah. Uh, the other part that I'm, oh my god, uh, just it just left my head right now. The uh, the the whole guessing thing because I mean that that's been the question about humanity. But all religions have thought about the afterlife, right? Like, everybody has their own take on what the afterlife is. Some don't even have an afterlife. Like, uh, Hinduism, they think you just reincarnate. But the, the, the joke was that uh, there was a guy that took a guess about what heaven was. And he was, like, the closest person ever <laughs> to guess. He, mm-hmm. he was, like, 95% or 90% accurate or 92% accurate. And they have, like, a plaque of him. With a with with the title underneath saying "closest guess ever." <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I, out of the two shows, I recommend the giant Jerry Seinfeld story. But I mean, at the Good Place, it's just a fun show to to just kind of relax to. You don't have to really pay attention to it. It's good for quick laughs and like just kind of uh, physical comedy. My my type of comedy for something like that would have to be The New Girl. Uh, I like the show mm-hmm. in small amounts. Yeah, because uh, too much of uh, Zoe Deschanel is just, uh, a little annoying. Yeah, uh, and that's what I was saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I like her, but it, it's it's fun for no. one episode at a time. And she kind of reminds me of one of my exes, and I think that's another reason too. I kind of like need to distance myself, <laughs> <laughs> like not not appearance wise, but personality wise. Yeah, like the the perkiness, the perkiness, the goofy, the goofiness, the clumsiness, like that. Uh, and uh, e- even my like my ex texted me at uh, when the show first came out, saying, "Oh my god, they made a show about me." <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it. I'm like, "God damn it! It's that's true. <laughs> it is. It is accurate." All, All right, right. Anyways, uh, let's uh, go ahead and wrap up this episode. All right, Anton. If people want to put you in a good place, how can they support us? They can support us by going to www.the2oc.com and click on the buy us a beer button. 
That way we can drink our sorrows away and go to a good place. Nice. <laughs> and also we got some swag in our store. So if you can go there and buy some stickers and t-shirts. Sweet. And if they want to reach out to us, tell us where their good place is. You can follow, you can email us at mail at the 20c.com. And if you want to see what we're doing, what we're posting, I think the latest tweet is about Porgs. I'm trying to start a Porg meme more. You can follow Porg. us on Porg. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the 20c for each of those. All right, Anton, anything else? I think there is a Porg children's book with Chewbacca. No. And it looks pretty cute. I'm probably going to buy one of those oh. for my kids someday. You're going to put it on your geek shelf, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's All it. All right. For the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Have a good one, guys. Later. I don't know how to do that uh, porg sound, so I'm not going to go for it. Is this just yelling? I think it's just yelling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right.